Good day, everyone. My name is Fashion Michael Olaiton. I'm happy to welcome you to another interesting episode of the Sabbath podcast. On this podcast, we share edifying and inspiring testimonies that can ignite your victory and propel your breakthrough. And today, in honor of the Mother's Day celebration, I have with me a fantastic personality. She's a bilingual educator and she's a mother. Please welcome my guest. Good afternoon. We are glad to have you join us on this episode of the Sabbath Podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Once again, my name is Medina Tele, and it's a pleasure to be here. All right. Thank you so much for that. Without further ado, let's dive in. Please, we'd like you to tell us who you are. All right, so my name is Tina Oyedele once again, and uh, I'm a Nigerian, I'm a podcaster, I'm an educator, bilingual educator, um, I'm a mother, I'm a daughter, and of course, I'm a mentor to many, and of course, I'm the new definition of who a teacher should be. <laughs> I like to add that because over time, uh, there have been this image about teachers, but with what I'm doing with a lot of teachers out there, we are redefining the image of teaching as a profession and, of course, of teachers. And so it's been a great journey so far. Um, I am from Oyo State. I'm an indigenous of Oyo State, Shaki, precisely. I've lived a bit of my life in uh, the central part of Africa, Gabon, precisely. And also, I've uh, lived a good part of my life that of this recording in Lagos State, Nigeria. So this is just a bit about me and the things that I do. That is super fantastic. I love the part where you say you are a real definition of who a teacher should be. Uh, yes. That's a cutting edge introduction. I love that so well. I love that so well. And it's, it's obvious, even from, from the way you approach questions. And uh, this should allay the fears of our listeners that uh, today's episode is going to be great because uh, I have a very wonderful personality like I introduced. So please, a very quick one, tell us more about your growing up. You've made mention of the fact that uh, you grew up in Shaki. Growing up, how does it look like if you had to, you know, flashback, just tell us more about growing up how does it look like hmm okay so i was born in kaduna the northern part of uh, nigeria because my my father is a commuter a local commuter that you call them drivers okay interstate drivers so usually we'll move from one state to another so anywhere he is that's where your family will stay so as at the time I was giving birth to, it was in Kaduna. I had just moved from Sokoto to Kaduna. And th- those are the northern part of Nigeria. So from there, uh, when I was age five, age four, five, we moved back to Shaki, my hometown in the southwest of Nigeria. And interestingly, I'm from a polygamous home. So I happen to be the second daughter, the first daughter and the second child of my family. It's a large family, you know. So um, that was it from that point. But in 1991, I moved to Lagos, where I stayed with my aunt 
and uh, that's where I had my primary school. I had my primary school at uh, Adekule Agika Primary School, Lagos, Nigeria, in Makoko, and that's where my basic education started from. Then I moved to Gabon in 1997. I followed my mom there, you know, because my parents, my maternal parents, uh, more of the francophone side such that they are nigerians but they moved from one francophone country to another so as at the time my mothers were giving birth to they were in togo so from togo we moved to gabon and that's where i did my secondary education i mean the the part of education you can call the the secondary after primary studies so that's where i did my secondary education and i spent 10 good years in gabon gabon is in the central part of africa and french is a major the official language in mm. in gabon so i lived there till 2007 then i relocated back to nigeria in 2007 then uh, i went mm. to the university of ibadan Mm. Um, the interesting thing about my growing up is the fact that I value education so well mm. to the point yeah. that I was ready to give it all to get the formal education. So I mm. had to hawk ice water, I had to sell mm. waivers, I had to pick mm. seeds, I had to sell anything at all legal, mm. okay, mm. that could mm. give me fun to actually fund mm. myself through school because I am a self sponsored through God. Mm. Okay, self sponsored mm. in terms mm. of me doing some mm. things. Yeah. But God also came through for me uh, in yeah. helping me accept formal education. So I went to the University of Ibadan where I did my first degree. Mm. That 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 that's a very comprehensive journey as we're <laughs> making mention with date, truly a dedicator and it was so precise and uh, so precise now let's look at it from this angle now as you're making mention of you know where you were born the way you relocate from one francophone country to another when you look back how grateful are you to god for how far he has played you in one minute or two tell us how grateful you are um, I'm, I'm very grateful. Like I will always say, God does not waste any resources. He doesn't waste our experiences. He doesn't waste any story, any part of our lives. Okay, so most time when we're going through stuff in life and they are not palatable, we tend to think that God is not involved. When I look back today to the things that I'm doing right now as a personal brand, as a bilingual educator, basically projecting French language and education, I can always go back into my past and pick experiences, stories, life experiences that I've gone through, that I've witnessed and actually make a story out of it and it helps my audience to connect more with me. So it's the situations that I would have looked back and regretted that, oh my God, why did I have to go through this? Why did I have to do this? Why does it have to be me that is going through all this, all this bad, seemingly bad situation? There are situations that I look back to today and I'm grateful to God for taking me through those processes and those journeys because they are what have formed my resilience. Those situations are what have formed my personality. They form mm. my brand. They form the image mm. and the 
you know, the 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 core being of who I am today. Mm. For people that have known me, have come in contact with my content or my book, they will tell you that I'm a resilient person. I mean, mm-hmm. life situations that I went through actually build that resilience in me. And so looking back today, I'm grateful to God that it took me through the process. There were processes of growth for me. They were not they were not things things that I'll look back to today and I won't have any regrets. I don't have any regrets about my childhood, my past, you know, because I look back today with gratitude. When I didn't know better, I felt there were punishments, there were they were setbacks. But I look back today, knowing what I know now that every step of the way, every part of it, every journey, every process, every failure or every bad or good situation that I went through growing up were just all built up to who God was planning to make me to become today so i'm grateful for my journey my process my stories my my falls and my rising mm-hmm. yeah. and all yeah. that came with me growing up yeah that's that's really comprehensive that's really comprehensive i did make a profound statement there that god doesn't waste the resources truly mm-hmm. i i agree with that perfectly you see our stories have a way of igniting people's you know people's passion victory you never can tell just before i start this podcast uh let me quickly share this i was going through a social media post and a woman narrated how an experience in an hospital changed her perspective about god what happened the woman's daughter fell sick hospital she met another woman bringing a sick daughter and immediately the doctor pronounced the other woman's daughter dead now this woman is a woman of faith she started praying and she doesn't have any other option than to join the woman and they were praying together and before you know it god resuscitated the child now look at that experience the first woman that took her son to the hospital had little experience about god but the other woman's sad story you know, reorientate her about the power of God. So there's no waste experience and there's no waste story, as you have said, and that is very, very amazing. So on to the on to the next question now. On to the next question now. Please, uh, this question, I just want you to make a brief clarification about it. If you look at your first name, Medinat, you did mention that you are from a polygamous family. Tell us how you met Christ. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, this this part of my story is one of the things that have opened big doors for me in the past mm. and even till now. I remember my post that went viral on Facebook in 2020 was uh, was my conversion story. You know, the audacity that I have to even come out as a Muslim convert. So I'm from a core Muslim home. My brother is still Tablik. I mean, my dad is still a Muslim. I'm from a core Muslim home, both from my mother's side and my father's side. But when I moved back to Lagos in 1991 to live with my aunt, my aunt is actually a Christian. So one that began to take us to church. And, you know, from Sunday school, those stories that they would tell us about Jesus and they can be your friend. And, you know, that's one thing about being a Christian. If you are really a Christian, your life should speak salvation to people. So I've seen I've seen the salvation message through the life of my auntie that it was easy for me to actually become very curious through those stories that were being told in the 
the Sunday school and wanting Jesus to be my friend. So as just a little girl that wanted Jesus to be our friend, I found I found my salvation path and I became a Christian uh, through my Sunday school teacher then. So that's it. Th- thank you so much for that. Now, I would like you to tell us two things now. Okay. How has your life been different since you accept Christ and probably what are the challenges? Okay, so uh, like I said, I'm the first daughter in my family. And of course, coming from a Kanku Muslim background, there is no family, even if it's a Christian, that your child is going to the other side of the religion. Nobody will want that or will allow that in an easy way. Okay, so I had my share of that. But the, the interesting part of my story is the fact that, you know, I left my family very early. So I was not mm. my immediate family to kind of experience those um, those attacks here and there. But even though I was getting them over the phone and anytime I had to interact with my immediate family, but I left my immediate family mm. at age of six. Then I traveled to Gabon early also. So from there, that distance kind of helped me to you know to sink to settle in into my into my newfound relationship with God, even though when my mom got to know us at that time, though she's now a Christian, but then she was not. As at the time she got to know, she came after me full force. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, the kind of message that we were preached to when I got born again was the type that Christ gave his life for us. And of course, it would be a privilege, you know, to be crucified to be persecuted for Christ. So it wasn't it wasn't the kind of message of bread and butter to the point where you are persecuted and just give up on your faith. So that for me was uh, an anchor that held me. Then my life has been different because coming to mm. Christ has really put an order in my life. There is no success story that I will talk about today without pointing myself back to Christ, mm. without pointing to the Holy Spirit's daily inspiration, especially mm. when I come up with some content online, people are like, wow. I mean, how many do I start explaining to you that it was the Holy Spirit that just prompted the creativity in me? And, you know, interestingly, one of my posts that went viral in 2021, was a post that I made about my conversion story. And that story just just blew me up on Facebook like that. So I can't talk about my Sussex story today. No matter the time that you've listened to this episode, uh, in, you'll be listening to this episode, I can't talk about my Sussex story without pointing back to my relationship with God, my interaction with the Holy Spirit on a daily basis, uh, my interaction and inspiration from the Holy Spirit. So. I mean, coming to Christ has been one of the, the best decisions. Let me even say it's the best decision I've taken in my life. Uh, it's been a good and a fruitful journey, uh, you know, knowing that the Almighty God is in you. You can talk to Him, interact with Him through the Holy Spirit. That's an experience that man keep longing for. That's why people are looking for God in different ways. But we yeah. have it as Christians. We have that interaction. I can tell you that, okay, the Holy Spirit told me this. He, he helps us do so many things that on a norm, you probably need to, to consult a super being to tell you that. So, you know, coming to Christ is one of the best decisions I've taken in my life. Amazing. 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 Oh, glory be to God for that. I, I, I wish, okay, as God will permit us, 
I, I believe probably there might be a need for second conversation. But my focus for this, uh, my focus for this episode is dedicated to, you know, to celebrate our mothers because of the Mother's Day. And uh, I, I would like to divert a bit from your story okay. to, you know, focus on celebrating our mothers now. Okay. Now, when you look at your aunt, and then definitely she has a lot of influence on you, on your faith, and probably uh, your, your growing up and uh, probably what you eventually become today. Now, I want you to share with us how well can we celebrate our mothers beyond just posting their pictures on Mother's Day alone? How well do you think we can celebrate our mothers? Okay, so my one of my philosophy in life is to give people their flowers while they are still alive. Okay, mm. it's pointless posting your, your mother's picture on Facebook when she will not even be on Facebook to read what people are saying about her. And, you know, the irony again is the fact that sometimes people just post for the interaction's sake. Some people don't have good relationship with their parents, especially their mothers. So beyond the posting, sometimes I don't post. I'm not sure I've posted my mom's picture on my social media platform. I think I've posted it once or twice since I became very intentional online. But the thing that I'm doing for her behind the scene are beyond the social media paparazzi. So I would rather have you, you know, pay for pay our rent, pay for a check medical checkup monthly, make sure she's she's well catered for. If she need if she needs help, get the help that will be assisting her, depending on the age that your mother is, I mean, take care of them now that they are still alive. Take care of them now that they are still alive. I can't be using iPhone whatever. And my mom is using a phone that she has to put rubber on it to even get the battery to stick to the phone. There is a disparity somewhere. So beyond the paparazzi, go outside. Before you even come and post on social media about celebrating your mother, have you called her? Call her. Call her as often as you can. I have a reminder on my phone that reminds me on on frequent basis on how many times I have to call my mom in a week. You know, because my itineraries are quite busy. So I've put that as a reminder. Okay, call mom, call mom, call dad. So celebrate people while they are still alive. Celebrate them where they can be appreciated. Celebrate them while they can even enjoy it. Instead of coming to social media and posting, I'd rather take my mom out on a lunch or give her some cash that, okay, mom, you know what? Cook whatever you like to eat today. Today is your day. You know, so beyond the paparazzi, let's be real. Let's celebrate people really not for the interaction that we will get on social media. So like I tell my parents, I say, I'll take care of you now. I'll take care of you now. Now that you can eat the chicken, you can buy this and that. So that even if eventually you go to the great beyond and I'm not able to give you the elaborated burial ceremony, I'll be happy that I did my best while you're alive. Okay. So for me, it goes beyond the social media. It goes to the practical ways that you can make your parents happy physically. The things that you would normally would probably not do on a day-to-day basis, but you do it for them that day and they feel that sense of, wow, I'm loved 
I'm loved. And interestingly, you know, God did not give us a condition to actually celebrate our mothers or our parents. He didn't give us a condition to obey or respect or take care of them. He just gave us as an, he gave us as an order. It's a law. It's not because, okay, take care of your, take care of your parents if they are nice to you. Take care of your parents if they are of the same faith with you. Take care of your parents if they took care of you when you were a child. No, we don't have that condition of taking care of our parents. We have an order. Is a law, is a mandate for you to take care of your parents if you want your days to be long in the land of the living. Okay, that's great. I, I, I love that. I hope people will subscribe to that philosophy because that is the best thing to do. Because especially in this part of the country, we are known for elaborate barrier. While the person we're putting six feet under is not well taken care of while he or she is still alive. That's ironical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, now, so I, I want you to tell us how can mothers influence their children to be a change agent? Because when we look at our society in this present situation, you know, especially when you look at the teen, young adults, the things they engage in, you realize the fact that uh, perhaps their mothers have not done the assignment the way they should do. How can mothers influence their children to become agents of positive change in our society? Okay, so the first one is to live by example. You know, this generation, it's not more about do what I say. It's about, mom, I'm doing what I'm seeing you do. <laughs> it's, it's not, oh, do this. No, it's now, mom, but you did not wash your hands before you started eating. Why are you asking me to go and wash my hands? So raising a child in 21st century now, it's about you being the living example that they can look at. Sometimes you don't even need to tell them what to do. When they see you do it, they will do it. Okay. So you, you want to help your child to, to speak gracefully. You can't afford to be insulting others in the presence of that child. In fact, in the absence of that child. Okay, so you have to live by example. Be the living example that they will see. And of course, they will follow. The next thing to that is to invest. Is to invest. Invest in the right resources for your children. And another thing similar to that is to get them their personality-based kind of resources. If you have a visual child, one of them, let's say you have three children. One of them is visual, the other one is probably auditory, and the other one just like books. I mean, get them resources, okay? Personal development resources. I mean, when I say personal development, in terms of the things that will help them grow and be better, yeah. get it in their personality orientation, not a general one, not a generic one. Okay, that means that you have to know your child for who he or she is. I know mm. my child so well that if you tell me something about him, I'll tell you is either you don't know him or he has been hiding these things from you. Okay, mm. so you have to know your mm. child so well that you know the things that will help that child to grow and to be a better version. Then the next thing to that is, of course, these children are gifts from God. You can't mm. be careful enough. You can't be careful enough. You can't train them enough. You have to give them back to God mm. so that God is able to take care of them. If you look at the number of hours your children spend away from you, is sometimes it's even more than the hours that they spend with you. So why they are away, mm. who is taking care of them? It's God. 
what even gave them in the first place is God. Who is going to help them find their purpose is God. How will they fulfill their purpose in life is still God. So you have to realize the fact that you are just a custodian of these children. They are not going to be with you forever. You have to begin to take care of them such that God, when God is asking you for the things that he has committed into your hands, you will not be ashamed to answer that, Lord, I did my best. This is the best that you gave me capacity to do. You know, So as parents raising 21st century children, you want them to be change maker, be the change maker mm. yourself. I've had time where I've had to speak up for some people in a group, and my son has seen me do that. Then recently, he, they began to they celebrate girl child in the, in his school, and usually they were not celebrating the boy child. My son spoke up at age seven to the uh, head of school that why is it that it's only girl child that you celebrate? What about boys' day? And before you know it, the school took it up and they began to celebrate the boy child's day. Because over time, he has seen me stand up for some people in the capacity that I could to actually amplify what they need or what they should have. He has seen me create videos. So he also has a YouTube channel because he's always around me when I'm doing my videos. My son can comfortably be in a Zoom meeting and have a conversation because he has seen me do that over time. So this still takes me mm. back to what I said earlier. Be the change that you want your children to be. Be the change that you want them to emulate. But above all, commit them back to the one that has given them to you. You can't be too careful with them. You can't be, you can't overtrain them. Then the last one is to invest in yourself as a parent. I mean, raising mm. a 21st century child right now is no more like the way we were raised. I mean, <laughs> in our own generation, you yeah, have to exactly. learn better you have to learn the best practices that comes with you raising a child in this century if you don't do that you're gonna feel frustrated i'll end with this mm. story i was using a phone for like three four years there were some features on that phone that i didn't know were there my son picked the phone up after three years when that phone was even already going back to where it came from and he began to mm. use some features and like and i was lost i thought he had spoiled the phone he said mommy you don't know it see let me show you and that's where the children are right now. They know some things that we don't know. So you can't yeah. afford to be in the in the in the unknowing. You have to invest in yourself as a parent. Buy books, parenting books, buy courses on parenting. Talk to someone that has gone ahead of you in terms of parenting children the way God will have us do it. Okay, that's super amazing. I I, I love this part so well because uh, it is very insightful, but please, I, I would like you to be precise. And that's the next question. Now, you actually answered part of it, but I want you to be pleased to be precise. And the question is this: What book, in terms of resources, will you recommend for parents? Now, you've been able to mention the fact that parents should invest in themselves. Now, where or what you know sometimes the what is missing sometimes they know they should do it but they don't really know how to do it now a parent is listening now a parent wants to become better now how will she become better where is she going to invest in our children and in herself okay so for me like i said earlier know the personality of your child i have a very mm -hmm. active child okay so when my son was one years old, one year old, I bought a book. The title is the ADD book. 
okay the understanding mm-hmm. new approach to parenting your child because i noticed i was very hyperactive so and mm-hmm. I, I i was a first time mom i've not i've not traveled that road before <laughs> okay mm-hmm. but i just got to know that the way he was reacting to some things, I know that he was hyperactive and he's still very active. So I had to get that book and it's a very book, it's a very good book that is not even readily available uh, in, the, in the bookshop, but you can no. get it. So you can get a book that is related to your child's personality. Okay, get a book mm. that's related to your child's personality so that you are reading something that is related to what you the situation that you have at hand then another book that i bought is raising your spirited child raising your spirited mm. child like i said my son is very active very very active so i have to look for books that are related to his personality on how i can actually raise him better so you have to look for mm. resources you have to look for coaches that are out there doing something similar to the need of your child it's not all coaches operating coaches that will approach there's some of them that are into teenagers they're into uh children with special needs if you have a child with special need go for coaches that are that are into that go for books that are into that okay so it depends on the personality and the need of your child then of course by the time you search for these ones you will see but for me as a as a mother of an hyperactive child i got mm. these two books were really really helpful raising your spirited child and the add book for those that might be listening and i have children that are interested okay. okay that that's fantastic and that's really amazing uh, like I, i said i want to change the focus of this podcast because if i should you know combine your story and the intent of this episode uh to me it, it, it might be confusing and it's actually two things that should not be combined so let's focus on mothers for now so what would be your advice what would be your advice what would be your advice for mothers you've, you've actually make mention of of certain things if there's any other thing you would like to add what would be your advice to mothers especially in this generation where our children pick things so fast what would be your advice to mothers in ensuring that they did not become how would i put it now uh they, they did not regret you know bringing that child or bringing their children to the world okay so the first thing for me is never to compare your child never i mean never yeah. don't compare your children mm-hmm. Even if you have just one, don't compare that child to your neighbor's child. Okay, can't you see this person? Is does he have two head in the class? Why will you be the last? Da, 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 da. Don't ever compare your child. Don't. Another thing is to be there for them. There are times where when my when my son was still growing up in his early age, I mean before he was one and even at that early age before five, there were there were job opportunities that I did not take. And I mean, there were mm. opportunities with international organizations. I couldn't take them because I couldn't afford to leave my child at that point. I didn't have the luxury of having my parents around growing up. So I told myself, I want to witness the milestones of this boy. I want to see mm. him through. I want to be able to create these memories. There are times now, he's grown now, and he asked me some questions. And I'm able to give him vivid answers because I was there. 
from his mm. first turning to his first crawling to the first time he was able to move something and I was there all through. So I could tell him those those memories and you can see the joy on his face. So you yeah. have to make sure that you've played your part. You've played your part. You, you you are there. You can't be absent and expect to raise a child that you desire. You you have to be there. You have to be present. And I mean, when I mean present, you have to be present in their lives. Mm. You have to be, choose. You know the formative stage of your child. There is an age uh, a child is, and if you don't train them in some certain skills, you you've lost them already by the time they get to their early teens and in their teens. It takes grace to be able to form them again going forward. But if you begin mm. to locate those skills early enough, it will become a walkover when they are in their team. Mm. Even if they will eventually, they will deviate at one point or the other, but you would have sown the seed ahead of time. So make sure you have played yeah. your part of being present in their life in every aspect of it so that you'll be able to say that, you know what, I did my best. And somehow these seeds have a way of speaking in the future when you invest the right seed in your children. And lastly, mm. I will say that speak up for your child. Speak up mm. for your child. When I was a child, somebody told me that uh, my voice was too tiny. And because of that, I had no self-esteem for over 20 years of my life. I mean, it took me it took me therapy and training to come out of it. If somebody had actually spoken up for me, I probably would go into that. That, that stage of my of my life. So speak up for your child. When you see that your child is being bullied, your child is being spoken down on, even if you correct the child behind the scene, don't allow anybody to speak negatively to your child. It has a long-term effect on the personality that that child is forming and the kind of person that you want your child to become. Above all, commit them back to God. He gave them to you. He knows yeah. And you know our best to help them grow. Thank you so much. I wish we can go on and on and on and on and on. I'm persuaded that our listener will also like to hear from the wisdom you are distilling. But uh, I'm, I'm trusting God. If not on an audio platform like this, we have the privilege to at least, you know, drink from your wealth of experience. Okay, so what would be your final word on this podcast? Your final word on this podcast. Okay, my final word on this podcast. Since it's special for Mother's Day, I want to tell every mother out there that you are amazing. You are you're perfect mm. the way you are. You are the best version that God could have created. Don't let anybody talk you out of your purpose. You are just the perfect image of God. We need you. Above all, take care of yourself mm. as a mother because most time we tend to take care of every other person around us except ourselves. <laughs> you mm. are not omini science and omnipresent. You, if you don't take care of this body that you have right now, you might not be here tomorrow. We need you alive. So take mm. care of yourself, take care mm. of your mental health, and appreciate your body, yourself, the way you are. From Medina to Edele to you, I mean, let me tell you that. that's really amazing that's super 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 amazing thank you so much two more questions it's not really a question two more questions one is a request and the other one is what i used to do at the end of my podcast if you are given the opportunity 
to recommend someone whose story you believe will bless the world, who will that person be? From the Bible? No, 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 no. Like the, a person, a personality that you know, whose story you think will bless the world or will bless our listeners. Who will that person be? Oof, I didn't see this coming. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, the first person coming to my mind right now is uh, Oprah Winfrey. Um, okay. Yes, Oprah Winfrey. I follow that story and um, Joyce Meyer. Joyce Meyer. Yes. Okay. These two women oh, have okay. shown me how to how to become the best version of of yourself, despite your background. It doesn't matter the rape, the molestation, the backfires. It doesn't yeah. matter the rejections. Their stories have quite inspired me a lot in terms of the, the image of you know, who I look forward to becoming. They may not be perfect, they may have their flops, but they are a yeah. strong face of, of resilience to me. And resilience to me yeah. is like an anchor that I love a lot. So those two names come into me yeah. regularly. But from the Bible, Deborah. Oh. Deborah. Okay. <laughs> okay okay that, that that's fine i love your reaction but what i actually mean is that uh in our climb these big names are probably uh we're still growing should okay. god want it maybe he can orchestrate the meeting um, okay. uh, what i'm saying is that uh probably in your contact someone you know that you think mm. has a very good hand that's what i mean oh my contact my coach <laughs> my coach Chinyere Ezigwe Adeyemo. Chinyere, yes. Chinyere, she was one that brought me into the limelight. And uh, okay. she is my okay. brother coach. Um, okay. Okay. He is my self. Okay, you must, have support, you must have surround yourself with great women. <laughs> uh, you can see that my is coming up, it's coming up, it's coming up. Because, I mean, these women, these women have had my back through their works, okay. through their courses, through yeah. their books, and it's been a great journey working yeah. with them and knowing them. Okay, amazing. So, finally, please, I want you to tell us what you do. There's a reason why I don't usually bring this at the beginning of the podcast, I would like you to tell us what you do. If you have programs, if you have training, if you have courses, you never can tell your ideal customers whom probably the person still wants to connect with you. They've had your story. They really understand that you have something to offer the world and they want to connect with you intimately. How will they do that? Okay, so basically, I'm a French language expert. That is the first part of me that you should know. So, if you want to learn French language, I have a podcast on all your social, all your podcast station. Easy French with Medina across your podcast station is free. You can just tune in and you're enjoying French. Uh, but if you like me to take you on one-on-one section, of course, just reach out to me through my social media platform on Facebook and on LinkedIn. I'm at Medina Oyedele. My name, just my name, on LinkedIn and on Facebook. On Instagram, you find me with the name of my podcast, Easy French with Medina. And of course, you can just send me a mail at Medina Oyedele brand at gmail. 
Gmail.com and I help people learn French as a second language to access global opportunity and I also help teachers to build a profitable and a very influential brand out there. I mean, brands that win awards. <laughs> I have courses. I have books <laughs> great. I have books on Amazon. My the profitable teacher brand is on Amazon. Come out of your heart is on Amazon. My French book is on Amazon. So a lot of just let me know by contacting me and Okay. Uh, all right that's amazing what i'm going to do is that i will try to put the link under the description so that anybody listening will be able to connect with you we are glad to have you on the episode of the sabbath podcast thank you so much for sharing from wealth of experience we pray god we will bless you abundantly in jesus name and that will be the size of our package on today's episode of the sabbath podcast i have the privilege to talk to a uh, fantastic phenomenal and she has actually discussed how we can celebrate our mothers and she she has actually shared our story i believe you've been blessed and you've learned one or two this is a sabbath podcast overcoming through the power of testimony until i come your way next week keep winning god bless you bye thank you for having me thank you thank you the sabbath podcast the palm of cleared for the wounded, the ray of hope for the hopeless, the light for those in darkness, the voice of infinite possibility. The Sabbath Podcast, overcoming through the power of testimony.